Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Right All right, two hours down, one hour to go. Super Crosstalk coming up in about uh, 45 minutes or so. Um, DeMarco Farr filling in for T. Rodgers. Explain Travis that Rogers. drop. I, I, I'll still take it in the face. I've heard that yeah, a thousand times. Yeah, don't know where it came from. So we were talking about, I think, a bar fight or something along those lines. It was a fight that happened in the NBA playoffs last season. Oh, it was a fight. Yeah, okay. so I basically said, like, hey, if you're coming, you're swinging, then go ahead and swing. Gotcha. It was one of those. Okay. Yeah, Everybody those. in there smiling for some reason. Yeah. Must have been a bit. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> face for radio. And you don't I, mind getting uh, hit in the can, face. Uh, gotcha. You can think... Uh, Morales. I got you. Okay, got you. Uh, ESPN Radio (laughs) is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Um, So let me do this real quick because I don't know how long we'll get the opportunity to talk about Shohei Otani. And what I mean by that is – Where's he going? Well, it's more to do with – The playoffs. But it's more to do with if you're in July and August, a lot of times with the Angels – they're not oh, a part of the conversation gotcha. once you get past the All-Star break. And, you know, that's unfortunate. We've thought we've had on that uh, plenty of times. <laughs> Welcome to Mike Trout's world. You're right. Yeah. Welcome to Mike Trout's world. And yeah. you got some of the best players in baseball that are representing the Angels and the chances of them making the postseason um, in the past, right? I'm just talking about I in general. You. The Angels are not a team that you typically look at and say, watch out for the Angels. Now, they started off the season 17-10. and 10. That's where they're sitting right now. First place in the uh, in the AOS, so you are you got a, you got to feel a certain way about how they started off the season. I'm not even paying attention to that. Yesterday, Shohei got his first opportunity to pitch at Fenway. He pitched seven innings, had 11 strikeouts, didn't wow. give up a run. Okay, so let me just say that again. Yeah. So at Fenway, seven innings. Doesn't give up a run with 11 Ks. Wow. All right, you could say, you know, that's pretty impressive. Um, Then he actually comes up to the plate, and he's batting basically clean up. (laughs) Um, He goes two for four, has an RBI. and Special. I'm just saying, you know, this kind of falls into the – he is one of those players that you can make a case for. I, I can go see any athlete in the world, in the world, or you could just stay, you know, stay domestic here. Um, I could go see any athlete here in the States, and I'm going to pay for your flight, and I'm going to pay for your hotel tickets. I'm going to pay for everything. Shohei's on that list. Oh, gosh, yes. That's how special this guy is. If you ever loved baseball at some point in your life, because, you know, people come and go with their fandom sometimes. Yeah, yeah. If you've ever loved that sport in your life or played it or whatever, you have to see what this guy is doing. He is special. Like, like you said – He's batting cleanup. The pitcher is batting cleanup. When have you ever seen that lineup outside of, like, Little League Baseball? I'm going to tell you. Yeah. Because they, they had this, you know, ESPN, just looking at the history of what he was doing yesterday. Yeah. Otani was the first pitcher at Fenway to bat in the top four of the order since a guy named Babe Ruth. Oh. Okay. What year? Uh, that was in that was September 20th, 1919. Okay. So no one, no one has seen that then. 
No one has seen what show just did. When it was still World War One. Yes, right. The World War. Here, here's another one. In the fourth inning, Otani matched another Red Sox Hall of Famer by becoming the first starting pitcher to record a hit at Fenway. This was since Roger Clemens in 1996. Otani and Clemens are the only two starting pitchers to record hits at Fenway in the DH era. Wow. Okay? Here's the difference. History. Uh, you know, I, I don't remember Roger Clemens' hit. I'm sure he smacked one and, you know, got a good single. He's hitting it off the green monster and knocking numbers off. I'm not kidding. Go look at the highlight. Yeah, he's a real hitter. His shot that yeah. he hit, that hit the hit the uh, green monster, knocked off, if I'm correct, 17, which is his yeah. number, knocked off off the scoreboard. The dude is – okay, I'm, I'm, I'll go back to this. I have not seen Otani live. Have you seen Otani live? No. Okay. That's why I'm glad you asked this question. So – you get any athlete, and you guys can chime in on this as well. You could go watch any athlete. It's all paid for. It's comped. And we're, let's just stay in the States because I think you and I both are on the same page. If, I, if, if this was an international question, did Global. you say yeah. Did you say Messi? Because I, I would go see probably Ronaldo. See, my list. Anywhere in the world, I got Tyson Fury, love it. Canelo, anywhere he's fighting. Lewis Hamilton. But maybe I was gonna say Max for stopping, see, but an F one. But that's more for the event, <laughs> yep. less the guy. Uh, Messi would be fun too. So in the United States, it's between right now for me. Yeah. For that same question, John ja Morant and Show. Mm. Yeah. If you would pay for everything, if I wasn't here and right John ja Morant back, that high on your list, I want to go see that live. Wow. I would love to go see that live. I, I think he's a he's a human highlight reel mm-hmm. right now. I mm-hmm. think he's uh, at the height of his powers. I would. It would be between those two guys right now, of people that I haven't seen. So somebody who's on my list that I think, but I, I, I did see him once before. Patrick Mahomes is on my list. Yeah. Right? Like getting a chance, and it, specifically at See, I Arrowhead, saw that up close. At Arrowhead. Yeah. Right? Like <laughs> right. I, I want to – just the vibe, too, and the oh. environment. And I listen, I, I bring it up because Otani's this special. Uh, who knows how long he's going to continue to pitch and hit, right? Like who long? who knows how long – um, whether it's the organization that he's representing or maybe over time he just he, he picks a lane or whatever the case is. Or picks pinstripes. He struck out 11. Yeah. Seven innings, went two for four at Fenway, one of the most iconic ballparks, one of the most iconic sporting um, events really across the country. I just think it's so cool. And, and again, all I, all I ask for, and I think most sports fans, all they ask for, where you really make your name is in the playoffs, right? right? You know Kobe Bryant because of what he would do when Shaq would foul out. You know Michael Jordan because the shot over Craig Elo or LeBron against this. or That's how you know these people. You want moments where you can look at the way you, you, the way you pay attention to Derek Jeter, the way Big you pay moments. attention to Mookie Betts, the way you pay yeah. attention to some of these guys. You want Otani and Trout in that position. You know, it's, why aren't more baseball people talking about him? Or am I missing the boat? Like why aren't they you probably start, are? Why aren't you starting off every conversation with this guy? That's I, I really I'm I'm baffled by that. Is because of where he plays or the sport he plays? Because what he's doing is unbelievable, and I'm surprised well, there if, aren't more athletes like him. Let me let me tell you something. If there's a platform like you can say baseball fans, here's the reality. I'll use this show as an example, and I'm not sure. Maybe Mason and Ireland do it. Maybe Sedano and Cap do it. Otani is really only brought up after games like last night. How is that possible? That's what I, I just – what I'll am I missing? Why. What am I missing? I'll tell you why. regional? I think because he plays for the Angels. I, I think that's Like why. I said, it's where he plays or because the sport he plays. you know who gets brought up a lot? Who? Oh, watch uh, – look at the way Freddie any, Freeman has started. Any Dodger. Oh, Cody yeah. Bellinger is struggling. Oh, okay. Max Muncy needs to turn it around. Oh, Mookie Betts is now off. You know, he's looking a lot better than he did in the beginning. Clayton Kershaw, Walker Buehler. 
we bring up baseball players, they're just not representing, uh, or they're it's because they're representing the yeah. Dodgers. It's like if a great football up. player was stuck on the Jaguars. Like okay, you're not gonna go why or the Texans. How like, about this? Yeah. How about this? You don't really care that much. You don't. That's fair. You don't even have to go that far. How much do we talk about Kawhi and PG but, and the Clippers? We but, don't. We don't talk about them nearly, and that's because they're not. They're not well, rocking the purple and gold. But to your point, if there was a person in Jacksonville that's doing what he's doing, a football equivalent of what he's doing, we would be talking about him more. I mean, this yeah, is because it's football. It's a special. That's what it. It might be the sport he's playing, but that's what I mean. But Even you, the baseball but, purists don't but, talk about. But this if guy there's a lot. any place to bring him up, it's in L.A. Correct. Or every baseball town, yes. But but even every baseball town, we're not opening up every show talking about John Morant, right? Because it's not it's not Very as true. of interest. You just there's only so much interest you're going to have in a player that's not representing anything here in this LA. This is true, and the postseason, like you said, changes a lot in because the, it's more universal. In the yeah. SoCal world, um, at least in the SoCal world, we would technically be a, a perfect platform to bring up Otani all the time. I think your audience is going to tell you who they want to hear from. They want. Our so, audience has so, told us this. When you talk about yeah. Lakers, we're interested. If he plays for the Dodgers, Dodgers you talk oh, about him more. Okay, I, mean, I got it. Can you imagine if <laughs> can, can you imagine this? If he's representing the Dodgers. Oh gosh. And yesterday he went He'd have a poster up, up to somewhere. San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. Up in the bay and he pitched 7 innings, had 11 strikeouts. And then went two for four with a bat. There'd be a what parade. do you think would be talk? What, what do you think we would have started the show with? With him, you'd have a parade by now. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you. You've answered my question. All right. Let's uh, let's take a couple calls here. Uh, Steve and Lahabra. Steve, what's going on? Hey, not much, guys. Just wanted to give Emily some uh, apartment hunting oh, perfect. advice. Oh, perfect. That is, go to the apartment that you're interested in at night. You want to see what's going on at night. What what kind of shenanigans might be going on in the complex? What's going on on the streets around where you're going to live? Parking, that situation. Loud music. DeMarco Farr takes me to somebody's <laughs> partying through the night. No, wait. Just go see the apartment. Don't go see the people you're trying to be roommates with at night, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess that's, that's what he's trying to say. Yeah. Apartment at night. Okay. And one more thing. Bunches, you got to pull your man card, bro. I mean, to, to want to go to a, a wedding no. shower, that's when you go <laughs> golfing with your friends and you end up in Vegas. They come home three days later. What's wrong with you, bro? Steve hey, they 20, had a taco hey, man, you. okay? A taco <laughs> man. Steve waited 24 hours. Uh, uh, Wait, 24 uh, hours to, to put that in there. Steve, wow. let me say this, and we, and we appreciate you calling in. We, we appreciate you calling in, Steve. Thank you. Um, let me day. put the man card back. <laughs> the dude's having Hennessy on the rocks in the on a just as a, a summer drink. That's as right. a summer drink. That's, That's right. points. That's points. That right there yeah, yeah. is good enough to go do anything. But That's I'm points. with you on the let's separate church and state. <laughs> separate church and state on that one. Um but right, so I, I've seen the place though in the daytime. It's a nice area. I'm not really that worried. It's by a school. It's it's it seems pretty okay. fine. So good luck. by a school, Hope you're you good get to it. go. Uh, let's get another. We we got some few people that want to chime in about Otani. John and Chino. John, John, what's going on? Guys, how you doing today, man? Good man. Thanks good. for calling in. So I'm a huge I'm a huge Angels fan, baseball fan. I grew up loving the Dodgers, and you know what? When the O'Malley family sold to Fox, it just ripped my heart out. But anyways. I just think you guys are such huge L.A. Dodgers fan, and the city is a Dodgers town that Otani doesn't get the recognition in here. But if you even listen to Rich Hill's interview talking about Otani yesterday, you listen to MLB Network, everybody is talking about this guy. And I just think Southern California is just such a Dodgers town, and Dodger fans hate anything to do with Anaheim, the Angels, any of that. Anything south of L.A. they can't stand. And I just think that Otani gets brushed over because he's not a Dodger. 
John, John appreciate you yeah. calling in. But can I say this? Let, let's use it as an example. What the hell is MLB Network going to talk about last night after Otani did what he did? So I, I think there's the – The Reds? Let, let me use Wow. <laughs> let me use as an example, NBA TV. If John Morant drops 47, that's all they're going to talk about, right? Correct. TNT after a basketball game, if Luca has one of those performances, or Chris Paul has one of those He's going to lead off They're the going to talk about that. Yeah. Locally – I, maybe I, I wish Trav would answer this question because I, I think it's it's a better question for it. him. He is from, um, you know, he, he lives out in Orange County. Is there really this hatred between Dodgers and Angels? I don't think there is. Maybe there would be if you're actually in the same division. Maybe it would be if you actually faced each other and you felt like, hey, we're building up towards some type of a rivalry. I don't think there's that. I, and as much as... As much as you could use it from a Dodger perspective, okay, yeah, we are, we know our audience. A lot of them are Dodger fans. They want to see him win a world, uh, win another World Series. They want to complain about this, complain about that. But I think if you put that to the side, you can still appreciate greatness that's happening somewhere else. And I think that's what we're kind of trying to do with Otani right now. It's just if Otani doesn't pitch and he goes one for four at the plate, there's not a conversation there for us to have about Otani. But when Otani goes seven innings in Fenway, strikes out 11, goes two for four, and is doing things that haven't been done since 1919, maybe that's a different story. I mean, a a pitcher that's actually in your lineup when he's not pitching? I mean, (laughs) that's still fascinating. Wow, he's that good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Uh, But like I said, uh, like you just said, I I think the salient point is if he were wearing Dodger blue, then – he, then he, it's a it's a it's a no brainer. Maybe this isn't the best comp. How many people were talking about Anthony Davis before he came to the Lakers? Not that many. Not that well. Yeah. And uh, NBA yeah. NBA TV probably was when he had a fifty point game. No doubt. But they're probably not talking about him if he's not performing. I mean, I've known about the brow for a while though. Let, let me tell you something. Yeah. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are really really good NBA basketball players. Kawhi is a two time Finals MVP. Think about that. How often do we bring up Kawhi or Paul George? Not much. We don't. Unless something bad happens. And it's because it's, it's the Lakers. Even right. if something good happens, it's just they're not a conversation that happens all the time. All right, let me take a couple more calls here. Um, John in Huntington Beach. What's going on, John? Josh. It's Josh. Oh, my bad, Josh. Go ahead. Yeah, no worries. Uh, I'm a big Angels fan, been an Angels fan for my whole entire life. My dad was a Dodgers fan growing up in the house. It was a, a hatred. We don't like each other. I mean, I, it's it's true. Angel is is that is that like more Dodgers Angel fans not liking Dodger fans? Because isn't Dodgers isn't their hatred more towards the Giants? The Dodgers, yes, towards the Giants, but I guess we're considered little brother. So I think that's where the hatred comes in. Yeah, Appreciate you calling in. I got some news. But uh, can I can yeah. I can I give you an example? Yeah. The Phoenix Suns, you know who they think their rival is? Who? The Lakers. The Portland okay. Trailblazers, you know who they think their, their rival is? The Lakers. Taylor, who's the rival of the Kings? The Lakers. Yeah. So you have all these other squads that think their rival is the Lakers, and it's not that different with the Dodgers. I'm from San Diego. Padre fans feel a certain way about the Dodgers. Dodger fans don't really pay attention to the Padres. They pay attention to the Giants. Laker fans pay much more attention to a team like the – either the Boston Celtics or when the Spurs and the Lakers were going back and forth. I think his example there is Angel fans, yeah, probably not all that crazy about the Dodgers, but I don't think Dodger fans are really paying that much attention to the Angels. I've heard some Angel fans try to argue with Dodger fans. It doesn't go very long. 
It really doesn't. That's not much of a conversation. That's exactly. I, can I tell you this? I, I bet I, there are Dodger fans right now saying, get these Angel fans off the air. <laughs> I really, really hope. I really, really hope. Angels yeah. started the season out 17-10. and 10. Yeah. I hope that we're sitting here three months from now talking about how Angels have a legitimate chance of making the playoffs. You hope? So well. we can see Otani and Mike Trout mm. in a position where September comes, October comes, and they're playing meaningful they're baseball. Here. I'm with you. All right. Um, it's Chris Paul's birthday. Is it just me? I, I got a certain way I feel about Chris Paul. I don't even know why I feel this way. I think I need people to help me understand why I feel this way about Chris Paul. Uh, plus, we got a couple other NBA games coming up. We got a lot of callers on hold. You can feel free to call in. Any of these conversations that we had, 877-710-ESPN. We'll be back. Travis and Sleeva Show, 710-ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. You a reggae fan at all? Certain situations, absolutely. What do you think of this? Love it. A little burning spear action right here. Wish I had a red stripe. Taylor is just quite the DJ over there. Do you know Taylor? is actually a real DJ that's going to DJ at his landlord's wedding and doesn't have to pay rent for that month. Really? That's kind of a baller a great setup right there. I haven't done it in like three and a half years, so he's bringing me out of retirement. Mm. Yeah. That's I, the time I, to bring him out. I, Taylor, do you have a DJ yeah. name? No. DJ T. It's pretty straightforward. DJ Tay. DJ Tasty T. <laughs> Tasty T. Wow. <laughs> All right, we, uh, bro, we got a winner here. So we've been hyping this up yeah. all morning long, a chance to go to the Mandy Awards, and we got our seventh caller who just got two tickets to the sold-out Mandy's, Jared and Rosita. Jared, what's going on, man? Thank you for uh, being a part of the yeah. show. You excited, buddy? You excited? Hell yeah. Okay, so give, yeah. Give, me, give me the setup here. Who, uh, who are you taking? What's the game plan? Uh, let, let DeMarco and I know how you're going to set up for this. So I've been dating this new lady friend. Damn right you have. I will definitely ask her. Well, Jared. Her third date is tonight, and so I will let I will ask her tonight. Jared, that's perfect, man. Listen, we appreciate you being a part right? of the show. Uh, trust me when I tell you this. You're going to have a great time at this award show, and uh, thank you again for tuning into the show. We're looking forward to seeing you uh, at the uh, at the event, all right? Absolutely, me too. All right, that's Jared and uh, Rosita right there. And stay on, Jared. Yeah, stay on, and uh, Emily's going to get your information. So it, it's funny, right, because this thing, I don't know if you know kind of the backstory to the award show, but um, it's sold out in about two and a half days, something wow. like that. Yeah. And we're talking 800-plus seats, whatever it is. I think it's probably will end up with like 1,000 people there. 
but it sold out so quick. And I don't really know what the anticipation was or the expectation. That's be- best better way to put it. Hey, is it going to take a second to sell? The- they sold out like that. Wow. So now what we're doing, for those who are just tuning in right now, um, we got some seats that we want to give away. So we obviously just gave away the show. Uh, we're going to do this every Friday. We just gave away two tickets to the show coming up. Um, Mason and Island will do it as well, and Sedano and Cap. So you, you still got a chance, even if you didn't get a chance to buy tickets. Nice. Mandy's. Can't wait. You're going to wear a tux, right? Yeah, I'm going tux. Traditional tux. Yeah, I think so. Not Scott Kaplan tux. No, no, no. no. I'm, I'm, Top hat. And I'll be a little, probably a little quieter. Neon green. I'll probably be a little okay, quieter. Okay, just checking. Yeah. yeah. How, you going? Yeah. Okay, Tuxing. So what's, yeah. 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 yeah I, I haven't I, bought a brand new tux I could, in a while. Though. I could already tell, like... You didn't even have to tell me. Yeah. And I already kind of knew how you'd be rocking what you'd be rocking. I'm wearing Jordans, though. I will. I refuse to wear dress shoes. All right, so. If I'm in your wedding, I'm wearing sneakers. So Ireland was talking about this with Trav because he's going to, you know, he's obviously at his wedding this weekend. And the, that question came up. Oh, did it? Well, It's kind of incredibly accepted now. It's not a big deal. TNT, when you got Kenny Smith on and, um, and, uh, and EJ and, you know, obviously Shaq and, uh, Charles, they're all wearing sneakers. None of them are wearing, so they're wearing their suit with sneakers. I got to be honest with you, I've never done that before. I've always, oh, really? wore, yeah, I've always wore just Try dress it. up shoes. You'll never go back, guys. I'm getting married at the end of the month, and my fiance forbids me from wearing sneakers. And he's a sneaker I'm guy. I'm a sneaker guy, so he's got a lot of different I, I, sneakers. I've, I've tried so many arguments. Yeah. We've had so many arguments about this, but she. Does I don't not even have me. good sneakers to be rocking with a suit. I don't know what to say to him anymore. I really don't. I, I, I just say good well, luck. She, just I, say good luck. Good luck. Gotta, I love you. Listen, good luck. Listen. Yeah. There you go. She. It's kind of fair. She's got to say in the wedding of yeah, like making no sure doubt. you know. Yeah. Look from top to bottom. She, she did say I can wear them at the reception, which oh, which okay. doesn't count. Cool. But who cares? That's a compromise. I like I think, it. I think it counts. All right. Let's take a quick phone call here, and I want to get into why I root against Chris Paul. Do I even know why I root what? against you? Him? Root against yeah, you. I, root I against Chris. Okay. Paul. Actually, well, let's just do this right now. How can you root against Chris Paul? I don't know what it is. So. I'm going to try to identify That's called it. hate if you don't know why. <laughs> I'm going to try to identify it. And it yeah. could be as simple as what you just said. It's just hate. Okay? okay. So Chris Paul turns 37 today. And I don't know if you watched that last game against Dallas. Chris Paul was cooking. Phenomenal. And in the fourth quarter was cooking. Point God. So we know how great his career is. Mm-hmm. I think for me, and this probably has a lot to do with just being a Laker fan. And maybe there's other Laker fans that don't have any problem with Chris Paul. But I think it was the Chris Paul that I think of when I think of CP3. I think of him with the Clippers. I think of those times where they demolished the Lakers and were really looking to stick it to them in a different type of way because the Lakers had stuck it to them for so many years, right? right. They had their opportunities. I remember this game, and I can't remember this off the top of my head. I'm not kidding. Clippers were close to breaking a, a franchise record of the Lakers' a biggest loss in one game. It was like 40-plus or whatever the case is. I always think about CP3 back in those days like, damn, that dude – um, I was hating. That's the proper way to put it. I think what's happening right now in the series against Dallas, I'm such a fan of Luka. Oh, yeah. And I want to see the underdog kind of keep this a series. Oh, okay. Well, I think tell that Luka, has a lot to do with it as well. Tell Luka to move his feet then. I mean, it's, that's not Chris Paul's fault that, you know, <laughs> you can't handle the pick and roll. Well, they were targeting, <laughs> they were targeting Luka like I've never seen. And they, listen, you can't it's blame smart. Chris Paul for that. Luka started guarding Bismack Biombo, and they're like, yep. Sounds good. Beyondo, wow. why, Beyondo, why don't you come to screen? There's a flaw there. Funches, yeah. you're, you're a Laker fan. You hate on Chris Paul or no? Uh, is there I, something? 
I, I don't know. I just think that most Laker fans hate him because of the failed trade. I, I don't. Oh. I don't have any beef with him at all. No okay. beef. With How him about with the Clippers? I think part of it is his history. Yeah, of, of the course. Clippers. With the yeah, I mean, he lob city and everything. He was. They were winning. Yeah, they that's were not enough to hate him. Yeah, yeah, not enough. Is he to a hate bit him. cocky? No. Okay. Chris no, Paul. No, no. Let me let me let me use this as a perfect example. The way he was cooking against the Dallas yeah. Mavericks. The way he was walking around is like he won three championships in a row. But that's not cocky. And in that's, my head, that's feeling it. Uh, he was feeling, it, but that, yeah. you know, cocky. What's the difference? What's he's the on, difference between cocky and he, feeling it? He's backing it up. He's on fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you got to you got to respect that when he's he, going oh, like that and he's walking like respect it. Yeah, he's earned that right. I kept just saying in my own head, I'm like, bro, give it another round. Warriors will oh, probably take you guys that. out. That's hate. What about <laughs> Allen Iverson, one of the cockiest players in the NBA, never won a championship. If you if you take and I'm not even talking about championships. If you take the perception of how people viewed AI compared to the way people view Chris Paul, I think there's a difference. I really do. I think there's oh, yeah. CP3 yeah. I don't think is universally liked. I felt like AI really? was. I think there's a lot of yeah. players. Do you agree with this? The the series against the Pelicans. Um, Who was it? The rookie that kind of had a dirty – play with him, yeah, confrontation, I know you're talking about. and yeah, then he yeah. tries helping him up. He's like, bro, don't even look yeah, at yeah. me. I think there's some people that think of CP3 a certain way. I don't think that's mm. – I don't think that's just me. That doesn't mean – Does no. I, I I will also admit I do hate I, – I, I am hating. You are hating. You yeah, are, I, I Okay, because it, it – yeah, all this equals a little bit of hate. He's never really done anything to you. You, guys just, you tried to blame him uh, bl- uh, Blame him for, for, for what happened to Luca. That's not Chris Paul's that was Chris Paul. Do you that, guys think that he's going to get his flowers more when he's done playing ball? No doubt. Absolutely. When you realize, yeah, probably. Like John Stockton couldn't stand him when he played. Love him now. That's probably a good example. Or I used to. Yeah. Um, by the way, did you know this? 20 years ago tomorrow, we brought up AI was the practice rant. 20 years ago? 20 years ago tomorrow. Wow. I don't even know. 20 years ago tomorrow. Yeah. Do you what? St- okay, what were you, what were you just going to say? I don't say? even. Re- what was the question? You know, it's funny. What? I went back today and I listened to the whole thing. Yeah, and I was, I was kind of asking myself the same question. I'm like, do I even really know still what was going on? Like, does somebody want to explain? What, what, Funch was the question as simple as he wasn't showing up to practice. Was it as simple as that? I think Larry Brown, you know, he was a you know one of those old school, of all, old yeah, school old coaches, school coach. whatever. Everyone yep. has to come and you know sing kumbaya and do practice and everything. I don't think AI was given his 100% in practice. That's what it was. Oh, we're talking about practice. And we're that's talking about he, practice. We're talking about, and, that's practice. What he, that's and, that, and that's what he kept we saying. We're in here talking about practice. And that's what he kept saying. He's like, listen, when a game starts, you guys see the way yeah. I play the game. You guys see how much smaller I am than everybody else. And we're talking and about practice. And I'm taking contact and this yeah. and that. He's right. Why are you guys making a big deal about practice? He was right, but it just sounds bad. Yeah, it just really sounds bad. Yeah, that's that's funny. Uh, Taylor played you, here. You played think, her. you think yep. he was more universally loved? AI was more loved than Chris Paul. I think is that was, what I'm hearing. I think he was less hated than Chris Paul. Less hated. Okay, is that I might a go with way the, to I might go it? with that one. Yeah. Okay. Fair. It's easy to sum it up when you just talk about practice. We sitting here. I supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. That was you today. I mean, listen, we talking about practice, not a game, not a game. Not a game. You we said, talking bro, about just start the practice. game. I, I'm right. not trying to prep call with That's you. Not funny. a game. <laughs> not, a, not, a, not the game that I go out there and, and die for How many times did and you play game? every game like it's my last. Not the game. <laughs> we're talking about practice, You looked man. at me and said, you know the I mean, how I am. I mean, how silly is that? Man, we're talking about practice. 
I know I'm supposed Where's to be there. Boy, I know I'm supposed Sleela? to lead by example. I know oh. that. Oh and I'm not, I'm not shoving it aside, you know, like it don't mean anything. I know it's important. I do. I honestly do. But we're talking about practice, man. What are we ago, talking about? I love it. 20 years ago tomorrow. I always think of, when you think of those rants that always get played, what, what, comes, up, what comes up to you? Uh, that one? Um, what's the coach from Oklahoma State? Playoffs always oh, yeah, comes yeah. up. I say that 10 times a day. I'm 40. I'm, I'm 40. A man. I'm a man. I forget his name. Uh, Denny Green. If you want to yeah, crown De- him, then oh, crown Denny Green. <laughs> yeah, Denny was hot. He was hot. Yes, you, yes. You know what's, what's great about all those? Yeah. Like each one of those, they never go away. I think of, remember when, I, I forget here, Ryan Leaf when he went oh, up to the, uh, the reporter off. or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Bro, those never go away. Like those are their, those rants. And AI is one that you don't have to. Everybody knows what you're talking about, and the AI won't come. Who up. was the jer- who was the guy that he was yelling at? Was that TJ? I don't remember. Who I don't remember who, I, who was? I just remember how fast I saw Junior Seau get in there. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how you know it's bad when players show up in a blink. Yeah, he must have been antagonizing that kid. Wow. All right, we um we got uh, the dump coming up, and we got a few uh, few fans that want to chime in on the hate on Chris Paul. <laughs> I think they're, they're either with wow. me or against me. I, I don't know whether they're with me or against me on this, but I think it is kind of interesting from a Laker perspective how you view Chris Paul. I have a difficult time rooting for Chris Paul. Because you um, hate. Because I hate. <laughs> I think there is some of that. Now, again, if he won a championship, the world wouldn't end for me. I actually yeah. really like the way Phoenix has put their team together. I like Monty Williams. So we'll do that. We got the dump coming up next, and then coming up in about 25 minutes, Super Crosstalk with Mason and Ireland. Stay right here. Uh, this is the Travis and Sleeva Show, 710 ESPN. He has, Chris. He already has. I tapped out last night, Cinco de Mayo. I'm not going to tell you how many because you guys like set me up. No, no, there's no setup yeah, you, here. She did. Are you kidding me? Pitcher? Oh, see, I'm not telling you, but I tapped hey. out last night. Grocery see? store divider? Boo. No recall here. Four drinks? Five drinks? Look, if Emily, if there's anybody on this show who's very open about her mixing ability, and I yeah, say yeah. ability, she'll have a glass of wine, and then she'll have, uh, I don't know, you name Old off. Old-fashioned, and then a froze, and then. Nice. Okay. She'll mix it all together. How many did we have last night? Again, I had none. So can I give you, can okay, I give blame you a- the guy who's watching marsupials. <laughs> can I do over-under? Can I do yeah. over-under on yours? No. Absolutely not. Damn, no. that many? You have me like half a villain because of like a checkout thing. I didn't know it was a problem. Everybody knows Just you're not Just look at people villain. on your side. Huh? Everybody huh? knows you're not a villain. I'm, I said half a villain. See? Speaking of villains, we're talking about Chris Paul. Yeah. Uh, Dana in Bellflower. Dana, what's going on? Hey, how are you guys doing? Good. Thank you for calling hey, in. Listen, I, thank you for taking my call. I agree with you that Chris Paul is um, he's cocky. He's a dirty player. And he hmm. only shows tell that cocky side. Hmm? I said, tell him. I want DeMarco to hear all this. Wow. Yeah, 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 DeMarco. Listen up. He's cocky. He only shows that cocky side when he's having a good game. It's like, it's like he won a championship when he ain't won you-know-what. And um, I don't like him not because he didn't get traded to, to the Lakers. I'm glad that he didn't. Wow. I okay. That, yeah, I I think that he's a he's a dirty guy just like Draymond is, and um, yeah. Appreciate your comment. No, wait, wait. I, I have one question. Him. Do you like Pat Beverly? Wow. Okay. He might have uh, 
might uh we No, we, I was asking you. Oh, do I do like you Pat like I Pat thought they were Bev. asking Dana. No, no. Um I like him a lot more on Minnesota. Oh, okay. Fair enough. So when he was on the look, I, I'm not I'm not one to I'm not hiding this year. Yeah. Obviously a lot of this has to do with just being a Laker fan. There's certain right. players she that called you watch him dirty. and you see. Chris Paul dirty? I, I, I don't I don't I don't think that's a shock oh, or surprise. She, Taylor Taylor, if somebody says Chris Paul's dirty, does that surprise you? He's a little dirty, but the the best players are dirty. They Draymond dirty? No, not Draymond. She dirty. said Draymond dirty. I, I've never I've never. He's a little uh, Chris Paul, okay, mixes it up, but not Draymond dirty. He'll just do anything to win. Yeah, I, I think that's Chris that's, Paul is one of the dirtiest players assessment. in history. Yeah, it's a dirty I, I, how. Yeah, cheap shots cheap here and shots there here when here you're here, not yeah. looking, you know, even you. Also, even you if you're really not looking. big on flopping. Mm-hmm. Really big on flopping. You call flopping dirty? Uh, oh, kind okay. of. I call it. So LeBron's dirty? I'm ah, to think here. <laughs> I, I wouldn't call it dirty. I think that's just a, it's a, I don't know, cheap okay. way of playing the game. I don't know. This uh, is new. It's okay. the best way to put Chris it. Ball hate. All right, let's go, uh, let's go to the dump. It's time for everything we haven't gotten to today. Yes, it's time for the dump. Okay, so 14 years ago today, uh, if you did not know this, Kobe Bryant got his only MVP award. All right, so that year averaged 28 points, five assists, six rebounds, uh, led the Lakers to a 57-25 and 25 record, uh, took the Lakers to their um, uh, took the Lakers to the finals first finals appearance since 2004. If I told you Kobe Bryant only got one MVP in his career, does that surprise you or no? Very. I'm I'm shocked now. How how long ago did you say was the only MVP? He got it. Was it 2007? 2007? 2008? I it's think 14 years ago. Okay, 14, yeah, 14 years ago. Wow. Yeah, that that is surprising. I, I no, I, I would have thought he'd had more. Okay, so Funch Taylor, you guys feel free to chime in here. I know Taylor, you were saying that it's not that much of a surprise because what were some of your reasons? Well, you just look at those years that he should have won the MVP when he was averaging thirty-five points a game. The Lakers were an eight seed, you know, oh. and and they missed the playoffs one of those years. So, kind of by the history of the MVP, those kind of players have not won it. So, put it this way: great point. When when Kobe and Shaq were winning their chips. Shaquille O'Neal was the most dominant player in the NBA, period. There was nothing else to say, right? Yeah. Tim Duncan was also doing what he was doing. AI was taking the Sixers to an NBA Finals appearance. There were other players doing what he was doing. And Kobe wasn't Kobe. Like, Kobe would have moments of, wow, this guy could potentially be the best player in the NBA, but it wasn't his team yet, right? Shaq was the one getting the three Finals MVPs. Get a little bit later in his career, and I'm talking about Kobe Bryant. LeBron, after Kobe wins his MVP, then LeBron wins in 2009 and 2010. This is kind of the – this tells you a lot about the award. LeBron has won four times. LeBron hasn't won in close to 10 years. He hasn't won the MVP. So you're telling me in the last nine years LeBron has not been the most valuable player, which kind of makes me take the most valuable player award and not pay that much attention to it. Yeah, I, what I'm hearing is the, the MVP is not necessarily the best player in the league. Because even when the Lakers weren't great, you couldn't tell me that Kobe wasn't the best player or at least I, I, in the top I like three. the title. I like yeah. valuable. I like title because yeah. I do think that means something, which might make a difference between this year's MVP with Jokic or Embiid or whatever the case is. 
I, I'm I'm a fan of that, but I I don't think sometimes I think it falls into favor. Guys, also most the writers that vote for the award are biased. They like a certain guy, they hate a certain guy. You know, one guy is easier to deal with during the post game than another guy, so they're going to vote for him. One guy sends them a fruit basket. Also, also, basket. also, wow. also, also, also uh, those writers you're they trying like, to get a rental in a certain area. You send them a fruit basket. Also, those writers like to vote for like a good storyline too. Yeah. You know, true. Like Giannis not winning an award, so he's going to win the award. Steph year. Curry. Charles Barkley wins the award over Michael Jordan. You know, he yeah. hasn't won one. Carl Malone, all these guys. All right, help me understand this one. Emily, you have it written here, and I don't know if I fully understand it. What is this man developing with a burrito? Do you know what? the story all right. there? So, a man developed a device that is a burrito bumper, he calls it. So, you eat your burrito over this bumper. Yeah, so, it's, so you know how burrito, a taco, things fall out, right? Yeah. So... It'll go down this bumper, kind of like a funnel, into a new tortilla so that when you're done with the taco you're eating, all your fixins fall down and you have a new taco. So you don't waste any fixins and you eat your taco. It's great. Marco, why are you on Amazon right now? I, I, that <laughs> that sounds so cool. You order two of them. I want to try okay, it. Help yeah. me, okay, help me understand this. I'm going to just – this is the way I think I had solved that problem before he came up with that idea. Yeah. You go get you go to an authentic taco shop. Usually they put two corn tortillas. That's usually the but you know you get the, right. like the, those yeah, small ones. Right. I'm usually using one of the tortillas and anything that falls is going on the second tortilla, which I think is the same thing of what he's saying. Yeah. Correct? So I think you should have patented this a long time. I just don't understand like the whole funnel idea. system with the yeah. bumper and everything else. What's it called? It's called the burrito bumper. Burrito. Calls it. I like it. See. So yeah, I think Rolls it's going to be Shark tongue. Tank, and it's going to sell for millions. I'm, yeah, I mean. I'm buying one. Absolutely. Uh, did you see this? Is this make Charles Barkley does not touch a championship uh, trophy from any sport? Did you read the story? Oh, I thought that was a joke. Well, You're no, being serious. I, on TNT, he, he he was trying. They're passing around the Stanley Cup, and everybody else was like yeah. taking turns, and he just wouldn't touch it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He does not touch a championship from any of the sports. Did you hear, um, I think it was last week, where Kenny Smith was trying to say that, oh, no, no, you are a champion, even though you didn't win a championship. Yeah, I heard that. And Draymond, who, I mean, if there's one thing I freaking, this guy, there's no yeah, filter. Yeah. It's like, what are you talking about? It's like truth isn't truth. Isn't truth. The guy yeah. didn't win the championship. <laughs> Why are you calling him a championship? Do you agree with Draymond on that? Or is Kenny one of those guys saying a lot of predicaments come into whether you win it all or you don't win it all. You should not place... Charles Barkley in this category because he didn't win one. I'm more with Draymond on this one. You can't win that. I mean, sure, there are a lot of uncrowned champions walking around. We all know this. Talented people that that, that probably could have, should have won a championship, but for whatever reason didn't. But you have to be a champion to be a champion. That sounds pretty self-explanatory right there. That's why they call it champion. All right, how many F1 fans do we have in the studio? Got one. A whole two. We got two. Yes. So, Taylor, you're not watching. Funch, you're not watching. I'm not watching Ooh, no. either. I All hate right. Christian Horner. Let can't me stand Red I can't talk to you, DeMarco. Can't stand Red Christian Bull. Horner is the best. Boo. He's married to a Spice Girl. He is really cool. He's Boo. short. Short Kings Unite. None and, of it uh, makes any sense, but it's okay. Boo I, Toto. Um, I'm going to read this off here because I do know the name. Lewis Hamilton, obviously one yes. of the more famous ones, thinks that the Miami Grand Prix is going to turn into F1 Super Bowl. Uh, Grand Prix, by the way. Grand Prix. Grand Prix. My yeah. apologies, Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, there, it's it's a huge event. So it's taking place all this wow. week. It's incredibly expensive to go to it. It's a couple thousand dollars. It's kind of like a Super Bowl ticket. So it's going to be 
kind of this huge event. They're going to keep on going back, and the Miami and the Vegas one, they're going to be huge. So it's not the Super Bowl. The Sup- Super Bowl is the last game of the year. Yes. The it only like the Abu champion. Dhabi or whatever would be actually the Super Bowl. Right. But. Yeah. But I, it, it, it'll In be like of, WrestleMania. Right. <laughs> that, it'll be an they event. showed, if I saw this right, I, Emily, you might have sent this to us. It was like a drone going through the whole. Yeah. And it's sponsorships are like a yacht club or oh, yeah. not even a yacht club, like literally a brand of yachts. It was, I'm like, yeah, this sounds like a, just a very normal event to go to. And yeah. they have like fake water on the sides of the track and stuff. It's going to be so cool. And also like standing room tickets are like a thousand dollars. It's, it's insane. It's for the, it's for the most wealthy and it's also for the most uh, prestigious, but there's lots of cool pictures coming from it. Give yourself a weekend and watch that drive to survive. You'll be a fan. Well, they told me. Yeah. You'll okay. be locked in. It's like him in it Game a, of Thrones. He watched 15 in. minutes of it and he hates it. <laughs> I didn't hate it. I just didn't get I caught think you're into a hater. it. Okay, so speaking of very successful people with a lot of money, Magic Johnson is entering the bidding for the Denver Broncos. Yeah, man. If you're if you're a, you know, obviously Magic. Anytime you bring him up, uh, you associate not just the success in the business or the success he had with the Lakers. He's just a businessman, and he's had incredible amount of success off the court as well. If you're the Denver Broncos, because Magic has had so much success. Is this something that you're hoping for? Like, if you're a Bronco fan, you're saying, oh, we got to get Magic. If we get Magic, this franchise is going to be a much better franchise than the, than the way a, it currently sits. That's a great question. I, wa- I, did, I do, did do wonder how Denver, the how Colorado is going to accept Magic as an owner of the Broncos. But uh, for the most part, as long as you're aggressive, and Magic is, as long as you're about winning, Magic is. He's done it with the Guggenheim group, with the Dodgers. Yeah. I mean, look, yeah, you, you could do a lot worse than to have Magic Johnson as a part of your ownership group. At least you know it's full bore for a championship. The guy wants to win versus a guy that just wants to hold on to this team as a piece of property. And who cares if they win or lose? I, I always I was looking at it this way. And, I, and Magic, I feel like, and listen, maybe we just hear about the success stories. I'm sure the guy's failed many times. That's how business and life the works. The magic hour. The more you fail, yeah. the more you fail, the greater chance you have of succeeding. But does it seem like anywhere he goes, yeah, they just find a way to get it done? Well, I mean, yeah, everybody fails at biz, but at least you know Magic is going for the win. He's mm-hmm. not just doing it to do it. He's trying to add more to his legacy. What do you think? Which it will, is winning. What do you think it will sell for? Oh God! In the billions, I, 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 uh, I saw it looks like four. four it's going to be around there, which would be the highest sale. Yeah. Of um, I don't know if it was any North American team, but I, I'm assuming it was. And then I, I have a feeling that four billion in the NFL is going to mean nothing in ten years from now. It'll be nothing. Yeah, it's solid. Uh, look, they're a solid franchise, solid fan base. Get that thing winning; it prints money for you. Absolutely. Um. I, I don't know if you saw this, and I, I, I were you ever a Friends fan or no? The TV show, yeah. I, every now and then, yeah. So I, I wasn't much. I didn't. I, my sisters loved it. So actually, I watched it because somebody I was dating was watching it. Okay, so I so wasn't really into it. You yeah. and that, it's classic. I mean, it's. Yeah. As, I mean, we know that just how popular it was and everything else. Now, let me ask you a question. So on this day, two thousand four, Friends aired the season finale. Emily, are are you a? So, I'm kind of a Friends fan, whatever, but I have a funny story about this. Okay. So I was in the other position that this parent was to pick me up. So I was the child being left at swim practice. My mom was really mad because came out <laughs> late from swim practice, and she had to miss the first, like, half of the Friends finale. And my mom was a huge fan, and she was really cranky. My mom did not get cranky very often. And I was like, Mom, why are you so mad? And she was like, yeah, well, you made me miss the Friends f- finale. And that was back when... 
it was live. And, like, you didn't have TiVo, uh, yeah. all these things to record yeah. it. So she just missed it. Anyway, that was By the that way, was my I friend caught story. up on Ozark yesterday. Not I'm caught on, up. I'm, I'm on episode watched, I'm two episodes four, in. So I'm ahead of you. Yeah, nice. two episodes in. Okay, we got uh, Super Crosstalk coming up next. Um, John Ireland and uh, AK Andy Kamenitsky uh, coming in as well. So stay right here. Travis and Sleeve Show, 710 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. All right, we got some uh, super crosstalk going Lawrence. right now. DeMarco Farr, Alan Sliwa, John Ireland, and Andy Kamenitsky. So Mesa... Uh, Mace gone, I'm assuming here. Mace well, he was, you know, Mace. he's coming dangerously close to having worked a whole month without sure, taking a day sure, off, sure. and you don't want to wreck that streak. Wow. It's been going on for like 21 years. It's tradition. It's tradition. Yeah. Okay, DeMarco, don't say anything. I'm just going to set it up. Wait. Just, just what let are you going to ask for? Just let no, me set it up. Is that okay? Just, will you, I don't know what you're going to say. Yeah. Uh, will you do it objectively? Can you set the, whatever yeah, this is? you can. Can you do yeah, it I think without I bias or I just can't believe prejudice. it's a thing. Okay. I just go can't believe it's a thing. Go ahead. You go to a grocery store. Mm-hmm. You're in line. Yeah. Um, when it comes to you put all your groceries and there's the dividers that you have right. the option. Do you take a divider and put it between you and the next person or do you not? Every time. Yeah, I do that. It's helpful. Oh, God. <laughs> Why would you not? Because I'm efficient. It's never been a problem. I didn't know it was an issue. Okay. I didn't know that was a sign of courtesy. No, I, I don't think it's a sign of courtesy. Yeah. I think it's a sign of making sure you don't get charged for Sliwa's stuff. It never if happens. If Sliwa is behind me and they're running all yeah. my stuff through yeah. the thing, I don't want to pay for your you know, Greek yogurt that I have no interest in buying. I don't, I don't want to say that 45 minutes of the show today was yeah. on this and that we had a manager from Trader Joe's. Emily, where are you on this? But it was. I'm definitely on Sliwa's side. Oh my you, yeah. you just put it right. You, you load You're not your on stuff my side. Right You're on away. the side of DeMar- humanity. Well, no, DeMarco, there are, there are many things. But, but by the 
the way, I would argue that this is a little deal, not a big deal. This is not Andy. What do you think? He this is me not half a villain. Yeah. <laughs> this is not necessarily yeah. a huge courtesy violation. No, I, I. If anything, I think Demarco. The difference between Demarco and the rest of us is Demarco is so big. Nobody's going to ever overcharge him. They said yeah, that too. Well, well, and I guarantee an you, Michael factor. wouldn't grab the divider because he he would think it has germs on it, so he wouldn't touch it. So it wasn't that big of a deal. But then when it was brought up to Bergman. Greg wanted to was sit it in here. Was turning into like a race or a performer I, or professional Greg athlete. wanted to We're, sit in here and just yell at him. And then Amanda talk, randomly com- yeah. at 1030 Amanda came wanted in to fight. with this yeah. body no. language okay. I've never seen before. She was First very of all, angry. On a scale of what's been going on around here lately, this is way <laughs> down there. This is not as offensive as eating all your meals in bed, which is the most disgusting thing anyone's ever said at this radio station. Mason eats every one of his meals in bed. He also takes his laptop to the toilet. Right. Now, those two oh, things man. alone are way more egregious than not Thank getting you. a divider. I mean, I, I think there. this DeMarco barely meets a misdemeanor. I have never Mason had a is, Mason's committing <laughs> felonies. But I've never had a problem, really. I didn't know this was a thing. Will this change anything for you or not? No? Not a single thing. <laughs> I like that. Not a single thing. That's the part no. I like most. Um, okay, I, I want to play something here real quick because did you guys hear Kendrick Perkins this morning? Yeah, yeah. I, I, matter of fact, I, I didn't know you grabbed it. I, I got Funch to grab it for us, too. Ta- Taylor, play it real quick so uh, so they can hear it, and, and we'll react to it. If I'm the Lakers, I would really consider trading Anthony Davis for Kyrie Irving. And let me explain why, okay? I think that it's time for both franchises, the Los Angeles Lakers and the Brooklyn Nets, to get a new change, okay? Both of them. And I think the players need a new change. I wouldn't mind seeing Kyrie Irving back with LeBron James, a guy that he went to finals with and won the championship. All right, so this one I just kind of threw me off a little bit. Um, I, I, we, we were talking about how we're both big fans of Kendrick Perkins. The guy just says everything that's on his mind. He's yep. doing fantastic with, the, with ESPN. I don't really understand the rationale in this personally. If I'm the Brooklyn Nets and I got an opportunity to team Anthony Davis – with Kevin Durant, and you know, I know Ben Simmons is going to have to come off of his injury. Um, I would be lined up at the door saying, "Absolutely, that sounds good." Maybe I'm crazy. What, what, what's your reaction, John? Andy, what do you think? Well, he first of all, Kendrick Perkins explained his rationale for uh, the Lakers, and he wants to see LeBron and Kyrie Irving together. That that's it. It seems like that's his entire rationale was just he wants to see them together a second time because he didn't break down any of the real basketball element of this. He certainly didn't break down any of the, I don't know, like entire baggage carousel that Kyrie brings with him to Los Angeles. Yep. It is such an awful idea for really? the Lakers. Wow. I, I The Lakers would be absolutely insane to even entertain this. Uh, DeMarco, do you agree with Andy? Well, just because of Kyrie the circus, or I'm just on the floor. We've seen that LeBron and Kyrie actually works. I mean, yeah. On the floor, yes, but you're talking about the baggage part. Well, there's issues with Kyrie. His health can be an issue, and we've already seen the Lakers having to deal with a second star alongside LeBron having health issues. He also is – he's the best finisher – I've ever seen Kyrie. at his side. Mike, yes. Michael agrees with you. Yeah, he is yeah. M- maybe the best finisher I've right. ever seen. So, to, but there's a lot of there are yeah. issues in his game. Agree or disagree? I thought it was fascinating. I would love to see the pairing. So I guess I would agree with it. You've seen the pairing. It was in Cleveland. Well, I mean, I they won a title. It. Yeah. Um, all right. Sure. I need to be a little careful here because as as a Lakers employee, I'm not supposed to talk about players who are under contract to other teams. And I think Kyrie is, he hasn't opted out yet. He has, has not he? opted out yet. All right. So, but let's assume for the sake of this discussion that he does opt out. 
the first thing that popped into my head, Alan, when I was listening to Perk, was you are trading one availability problem for maybe the only person in the league who has a bigger availability problem than AD. Um, Kyrie's not vaccinated. He takes off and doesn't tell anybody where he's going. Um, he had these issues in Boston. Yep. He had these issues in Brooklyn. Andy's right. He is a spectacular finisher. There is no doubting his talent, which is, DeMarco, I think what's drawing you to the idea. Mm. He is a ridiculously talented player. Part of me would love to see putting those two guys together again and seeing if they could, you know, get the magic back. But, but training big for small is always risky. And I, I've said on the show, I'm not sure if I'm Brooklyn, I would give Kyrie, we played a clip from Stephen A where he suggested this, and I agreed with Stephen A. I'd pay him $50 million a year for next year. I'm not sure I'd give him more than a one-year deal because I don't know where his head's at. I Look, I, I, are you comfortable giving Kyrie two hundred million dollars? <laughs> okay, but I'm comfortable giving that to AD and hoping he gets healthy. I mean, AD uh, has no other issues other than uh, even if both, I said that's uh, both yeah, risky. But even Very if risky. I said hypothetically, even if I said, look, AD is going to be healthy, Kyrie's going to be healthy. From a basketball perspective, look. I'm taking Anthony Davis all day long. My personal opinion, the prob- at least with the Lakers, and at least the with, problem with is your if. Mm-hmm. Your prepositional phrase before that is impossible to bring into reality. We don't know about the availability of Kyrie Irving or Anthony Davis. Right, but here's, and here's it's the biggest question following both players. Here's the biggest, though, difference, I think, between AD and Kyrie, both of them who have I- injury issues, both of them who have availability issues. AD, assuming he is available, wants to play basketball, full-time job, 82 games a year. Kyrie, Kyrie Irving, sure. I don't think, wants to. I think Kyrie Irving actually wants to be like the equivalent of a freelancer. But he, he could have a change of heart. And, and like literally he could, overnight. He could have a change of heart. You can't Either make, way, though, DeMarco. You can't make AD healthy. Yeah, it could go he, the other way. But he could change. Kyrie could change his It's been like a three-year thing, though, this, for Kyrie. Would anybody in this room be shocked? I mean, absolutely shocked if Kyrie came out tomorrow and said, I'm retiring. Nope. No, it wouldn't be a surprise. Retire? We, yeah. Reti- you would? I'd he's talked about it. Real surprised. If he's, he's talked about how there are things more important to him more than basketball. If it was a different player, and and by the way, it, it, this isn't. This is a. I, I pray to God this never comes into play. But if the virus comes back around, I don't. Kyrie doesn't strike me as somebody who's going to back down on this vaccination. Well, well no, well, but in part because he doesn't want to play full time. Yeah. That's part of the. As much as I think Kyrie he's is a freelance basketball. Having, no, but I, by the way, which makes this so hard and such a good no, question, Alan is and. Everything Andy has said is 100% true, but he's just so freaking good. Well, if, if he could he's figure out a, a way to be in the NBA as an independent contractor of sorts. <laughs> oh, is he awesome? He's got a Isn't great job. Isn't he kind of that now? No, but that's what he – well, the problem is, though, he can't set up his contract as lucrative as what he currently has as a part-time guy. But this He kind of did this year. But this is what's <laughs> been going on with Kyrie for like three years. He, he takes all, off? He, you said yes, he takes off and disappears? He, he will always – He didn't tell Nash where he was going or why and missed five games. All of <laughs> – Every what? single oh, yeah, have I you mean, guys ever noticed every single cause? And they, you know, all they said, remember that, Andy? They go, uh, personal Kyrie out for personal reasons. Every time wow. Kyrie has some type of cause that he takes up, it always leads him away from the court. Wow, like no I, I'm serious. Except, I don't. Think can he, I circle back to one thing? He's just so freaking good. Oh God, absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's what makes. Yeah, yeah. That's why guys like Demarco look at this and go. Man, that'd be fun to watch because well, it would be. But to Slee's point, I would rather it's have so a healthy hard. AD. I'd so rather have I. an AD that so can stay together, I. but I just don't trust it. Yeah, that, that, but even going back to that, the kind of the idea and the concept of 
Kyrie is unbelievable to watch, which is why everybody kind of sat back and was like, okay, we'll still watch out for the Nets even when the playoffs start. And then we saw what eventually happened. But I just thought in the last couple of days you've had Stephen A. proposing, hey, I think the Lakers should trade Vaughn. And then you had Mm -hmm. Jalen Rose yesterday saying, I think they should trade Anthony Davis. Today you hear Kendrick talking about, I don't think any of those things are going to happen. I think all those, I think Braun and Anthony Davis will stay with the Lakers. I guess the question just comes what they eventually end up doing with Russ. It, you know, Michael, Michael came on earlier and he suggested this on the Russ side of things. He talked about how uh, DeMar, he's basically saying he would keep, keep all three, him, but bring Russ off the bench. He said, keep all three, find a way to make it work. Cause they're all talented. And, Even and, if it has to, you have to bring Westbrook off the bench. Do you, AK, do you think that would change much? I mean, is is Russ truly going to be amenable to this? No. God, no. Because we've already seen what happens if Russ doesn't like his role, which is basically what he wants to be is his vision of Russell Westbrook. And everything else in his mind is not the correct way to use him. And that, by the way, mm-hmm. what Andy just said is what Russ is convinced got him this far, is that he – Mm. is his own guy, and he is going to do it his way, and he is not going to let you tell him he can't do it. He's got uh, – I, I mean, you've heard of irrational confidence? Yeah. Russ has 100% full confidence in himself, which at times makes him unbelievably good and at times makes him unbelievably frustrating. But that's why, like Michael says, bring him off the bench. Mm-hmm. I don't – Andy used the right word, amenable. I I don't know that that works in Russ's head. What happens if you do that in, in training camp? Okay, Russ, you're coming off the bench. What does Westbrook do? Walk out? Complain? No, scream? But I don't somebody? Think, I, I, I think after the game, if somebody asks him, what do you think of this? He says, I'm, he'll say, I'm not the coach. He kind of did a little of it yeah, this he year. Did. I, I hmm. bet, um, until, DeMarco, until this year, Russ was my favorite player in the NBA, bar none. I, I fought him at UCLA. I, I don't think people realize off the court what this guy does in the community. Um, he, uh, Scott Brooks, his old coach, told me a story once that Brooks says Russ is the best teammate he's ever seen. In other words, wow. like if you probably play with some guys like this, oh, like definitely. if you, yeah. if you walked in and you came in late to practice and the coach said, what DeMarco, why are you late? Say, man, my car broke down and I couldn't get another car. Russ would throw you his car keys and go here, keep it. Wow. And like, well, Russ, it's your car. Just give it back to me whenever you get it all worked out. Like, he's literally that guy. But but he's also the guy that Andy described that is so confident that he's right and that he can show you he's right that it's basically his signature. That it you're – oh, you think you can stop me? You don't think I can make three? He's that Or guy. get hot from three? Yeah. I'll, I'll show you. And and He's so for radio, <laughs> right, right. And so I'm rooting for him. I think. By the way, Alan, I think there is a decent. Ch- I don't know what you think, Andy. I haven't talked to you about this, but I think there is a decent chance they keep him. It, it is, is. absolutely I, a non-zero percent chance he will be back next year. I 100 percent agree with you. Wait, you think he will be back? Not, there's a non-zero percent chance he will be back. You don't think they even explore trading him? Oh, I think. Well, no, it's not that they won't explore trading him. I'm not sure they can get a deal that works for the organization. Huh. And you're the first person I've heard say that 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 they that 100% you think he's coming back. I think no, 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 no. I think I there's said, a decent what he's saying I, is No, there, no, I said there's a non-0% chance. Okay. Yeah. A non-0% okay. chance. I think they will look to trade him. I think Russ would like to be traded. But if they are smart at least, they're not going to just 
Do whatever it takes. No questions asked. AK, why not? Just out of curiosity, why, why not? What, because what, this is what is. What I, is by the left, way, I agree with Andy here, but explain what what is left from what they've done that you think now is where it stops. Because Russell Westbrook is a one-year problem, mm-hmm. and if you mess this up, you can turn a one-year problem into a multi-year problem by either attaching too many assets just for the sake of moving him. And this is an organization. Or bringing, in, bringing in long-term contracts in exchange to get him well, off well, the Well, if, if, if they're really bad, say, unplayable guys, that is a mistake that can hurt you for multiple years. What if, if they're stretch, long-term contracts that you like? Like you, that's you look at that's not Malcolm bad, Brogdon that's and not Buddy a bad Heald trade, and, though. That's mm-hmm. not a bad trade. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 